step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. To the things I believe in. San Diego's America's finest. Thanks for being here. Mike is the website. Mike Hope you had a good weekend. Um, so we got a lot of COVID stuff today. Not too much. And I'm hoping to uh, taper all this down here because we've been going in everywhere without masks and it hasn't been, we've gone through Ralph's and Sprouts and all these other places and no one makes a big deal about it. Been to a couple stores and, but every time I get confronted by the person, they're like, listen, I'm sorry. Um, do you, you mind i know just just for like i know so. <laughs> and that's way better than even last week where it's like sir 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 step back i'm gonna place the mask on the table do not approach it until i step back from the table we must remain six feet at all times retrieve the mask Put it on your face and do not breathe. That was last week. And now it's like, oh, I, oh do you mind? It's just about that. So uh, it's good. Everyone's getting over this, and that's a, uh, a wonderful thing. Uh, not everywhere, though, and not everyone in New Hampshire. Do you know the state motto of New Hampshire? Every American needs to know the state motto of New Hampshire. We have, uh, I'm looking at it right now. I'm in the garage. There's, we have a piece of wood uh, above the door into the house in the garage with the state motto of new hampshire on it my dad was born in new hampshire and uh we, we spread his ashes on a lake that he grew up on in new hampshire and we bought this sign in town the motto of new hampshire is live free or die <laughs> live free or die and also put your mask on every store you go. So in New Hampshire, the live free or die state. It's on their license plates. Live free or die. Uh, it's amazing. That should be a motto of America. Uh, so a woman walked into a school board meeting. No, school board? I forget it was school board or city council. Maybe it's city council. Sorry. So anyway, some board meeting. And uh, she was with a couple other parents without masks. And there were police and they wouldn't let them in. And she kind of snuck by the police. And then she was arrested. She was arrested for being unmasked on government property. And whoever canceled the meeting, uh, said the chairperson said, I don't want to jeopardize the health of the staff and the students. Was she sick? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. We assumed that she was just spewing out COVID particles on everyone. This mask obsession built on a lie. We've talked about this document before. Uh, the United Kingdom, England, 2011, they had a pandemic flu plan. Every country did. We did too, of course. 
Like, what happens if we have this major pandemic? What are we going to do? And uh, I'm reading from the plan from 2011 in England. They said face masks must be worn correctly, changed frequently, removed properly, disposed of safely, and used in combination with good respiratory hand and home hygiene behavior in order for them to achieve the intended benefit. Research also shows that compliance with these recommended behaviors when wearing face masks for a prolonged period, uh, for a long, prolonged period reduces over time. In line with the scientific, scientific evidence, the government will not stockpile face masks for general use in the community. Why? Because masks don't work. If masks worked, then of course England and America would have stockpiled them for general use in the community. But they don't work, so it wasn't worth it. They didn't do it. January 2020, uh, the England's new and emerging respiratory virus threats advisory group. Whew, they were asked about masks. This was January 2020. Uh, I'm reading from the official minutes of the meeting. The committee reported that there's no evidence to support that the wearing of face masks by the general public reduces transmission. It's also noted that the masks may add to fear and anxiety. Instead, the emphasis should be on hand hygiene. Just wash your hands. So this wasn't a group of hacks. This is the new and emerging respiratory virus threats advisory group. You'd think that they would have had pretty strong opinions on masks and how everyone should wear them if they were a thing that worked, but they didn't. They said, nah, no, don't worry about it. In fact, we shouldn't do it because it will add fear and anxiety to people. And today it's, sir, sir, put your mask on, sir. Although it seems like, at least in my experience, changing by the day. I got one more example here. This is um, uh, BBC, April 1st of 2020. So a year and a month ago, year and two months ago. This is a doctor from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Again, London School of Hygiene. You'd think if masks worked, she would be very, very pro-mask. Here she is. One of the reasons that people wear masks is they think that it's going to protect them from virus. But the virus isn't floating around in the air. So it's not protecting me against anything because it's not there. It's probably going to be on my hand because I've shaken hands with someone who's got the virus. And I have transmitted it. I have carried the virus to my face. That video goes on to say that the uh, WHO says you don't need to wear a mask ever unless you're sick, right, to prevent the spread of large droplets related to the virus. But uh, so you don't need to wear one otherwise. <laughs> this is Michelle Auden. She's a professor of epidemiology and population health at Stanford. So she's an epidemiologist. She's very far on the left. Uh, her Twitter, uh, Twitter profile has her gender pronouns in them. Okay, so she's super far, woke, left. She also has hashtag Black Lives Matter in her Twitter profile. Okay, so we have a far left epidemiologist up at Stanford. This was back in the very beginning of it. Uh, I'm in a room full of epidemiologists and scientists, and not one person is wearing a mask, but lots of hand washing and sanitizer stations. If 800 epidemiologists aren't wearing masks, you don't need to either. That was back in the very beginning of it, and now her Twitter profile is uh, of her masked. Five doctors published a letter in the New England Journal of Medicine, May 21st, 2020, one year ago. We know that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, protection from infection. 
Public health authorities define a significant exposure to COVID as face-to-face contact within six feet with a patient with symptomatic COVID-19 that's sustained for at least a few minutes, 10 minutes or even 30. The chance of catching COVID from a passing interaction in a public space is minimal. And here's my favorite line from that New England Journal of Medicine. It's also clear that masks serve symbolic roles. Masks are not only tools, they're also talismans that may increase healthcare workers' perceived sense of safety, well-being, and trust in their hospitals. Although such rea- uh, reactions may not be strictly logical, we are all subject to fear and anxiety, especially during times of crisis. All right, everyone, so you got it. Put on your talisman before you walk into that store, please. Get out of your car, walk inside, and before you step foot, put on your talisman, put on your good luck charm, rub your rabbit's foot, rub your magic crystals, bring in your dream catcher, pick a four-leaf clover, or whatever other pagan thing, I don't know, your golden calf, worship your golden calf, wave garlic in front of you to ward away evil spirits. And that's what the mask is. It's a symbol of tribal membership. It's a talisman. Look, everyone, look. I am a sheep. No, no, it's not sheep. Come on, son. That's rude. But what a lesson this has been. Again, I'm, I have a different tone because it's over now. Just don't wear your mask anyway. Um, I have a different tone on it now because what a lesson this has been on, on just people's hysteria and how expert opinion can flip instantly, not based off of any off of any scientific discovery or anything like that, but flip just based off of tribal allegiance and and uh, political affiliation, and it being an election year and Donald Trump and just politics and fear and panic just makes people go loco. And this is the ultimate lesson, and no other lesson needs to be learned <laughs> if you if you haven't learned it through this lesson through this experience, then what else could possibly teach you? 858-522-5775. Hey, good thing out of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania did a wonderful thing uh, that we would never do here in California, unfortunately. Oh, did you hear what the governor of Michigan did too? Um, This is great. Governor of Michigan is just as bad as the governor of California, our governor. And uh, she went out to dinner at a bar in, in Lansing with 13 people unmasked around one giant long table and someone posted a picture of it. Like one of her friends was like, oh, here with all the MSU friends. And the governor was in it. And, and they, like, a couple minutes later, they took it down. Like, oh, never mind. And she's come out and apologized. Oh, such a mistake. I'm so sorry. I'm only human. Yeah, yeah. We know you're human. You're also the governor that passed a law still that says you can't eat with more than six people around a table. And you ate with 13 inside, no masks. Flaming. Hypocrite. Worst of the worst. 858-522-5775. Now, Newsom, we're recalling him, but I have a feeling, we'll talk more about this later, but I have a feeling that uh, people's, the motivation and people's anger about Newsom and how he handled this all and his hypocrisy, I think it's all going to go away once June 15th rolls around and everything's open. And I think people will forget. I think they'll be mesmerized once again by his slicked back hair and big pearly white smile and be like, oh, I guess he's not so bad. That's my fear. Pennsylvania did a a wonderful thing here. That would be great if we had it in California, alas. It will never happen. Uh, First, AM760 wants to get you ready for summer with some cash. You're going $1,000 just by listening today. Listen for the keyword, then enter it at 760radio.com. And you can get all the contest times now at 760radio.com. So we go to the website to tell you when to listen. Get the keyword, go back, enter it again. Boom. 
Um, so Pennsylvania voters just voted for this 53 to 46, way too close. I hate how things like this are even this close. Uh, but it's a vote. I'm sorry, it's a check on the governor's power to issue state of emergencies. Not just issue them, but to keep them in perpetuity. So there's two propositions that they voted on in Pennsylvania. The first would limit a governor's declared emergency to 21 days unless the legislature extends it. It's a great idea. Perfect check. Just because you're the governor doesn't mean you just put the whole state in a state of emergency forever. So this gives the legislature, the people, a check on the governor. It's great. And it's a no-brainer, right? 20, well, let's say there's, um, I don't know what natural disasters in Pennsylvania. No hurricanes there. I don't know. Like a terrible blizzard or something. I don't know. So uh, the blizzard, and it's so bad. 21 days rolls around, and it's obvious. Like, we're still in a state of emergency. Okay, go. of course, legislature should be like, yeah, yeah, let's go. But if it's something like COVID again, it's like, no, nope, state of emergency's over. Sorry, governor. And that's a check. Wonderful. Beautiful. Second thing. The legislator can veto a governor's emergency declaration by a simple majority. And then that can't be vetoed by the governor again. So those are two, and they both passed. Those are great checks that the people now have on the governor in Pennsylvania. Well done, Keystone Staters. I was going to say Granite State, but that's not right. Is Granite State the New Hampshire? Is that New Hampshire or Vermont? Oh, I think I just I just talked a big game about New Hampshire. Now I forget New Hampshire. Ah, oh, darn it! Here I'm talking a big, like I'm like a big big hot shot over here about New Hampshire. Live free or die, and I forgot it was the Granite State. Oh, unbelievable, embarrassing. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. yeah, let me read this. This is uh, Marty Macri, Doctor Macri to you. He's a professor at the Johns Hopkins. School of Medicine. Just a couple facts here that you can have in your back pocket. Daily cases of COVID are now one-tenth the number of daily flu cases in the middle of a mild flu season. All right. So it'd be one thing if I came in and said, hey, listen, our COVID cases are the same as a mild flu season. That would be a compelling fact. It's the same as a mild flu season. It's not. We're one-tenth of a mild flu season with a now identical case fatality rate. So you get it. What percentage of the people who get it die. Now, why is the fatality rate so low? Because everyone getting COVID now is young and otherwise healthy. Another fact, 80 to 85% of adults are now immune. More than six in 10 adults are now vaccinated and more than half of unvaccinated adults have natural immunity from prior infection. This is why uh, Rand Paul just came out and said, he's, I'm not getting vaccinated. He had COVID back in March. He's like, I'm not getting vaccinated. Why would I get vaccinated? There's no reason for me to get vaccinated. I've had it. Pro show me one example of someone who's had it getting it again. There's no reason to be vaccinated if you've already had it. So he's not getting the vaccine. Uh, that's herd immunity. That's what we got. We got a hit. Hooray. But we're not looking for herd immunity anymore. The goalposts 
have been moved. Now, we've talked about it before. The WHO on their website last year, it said the herd immunity, and last year and prior to that forever, herd immunity is the number of people vaccinated and who have had the disease and therefore have immunity. Sometime in the middle of last year, they changed the definition of herd immunity to only the number of people who have gotten vaccinated. They got rid of the natural immunity as even a factor in herd immunity. That is not science. So now we've gone from, you know, we need a certain number of people vaccinated, or et cetera. Now it's, we need absolute risk eradication. <laughs> absolute risk eradication. Want no risks allowed in anything you do, ever. And once there's no more risk, then we can, quote, go back to normal. That is an absurd standard that does not exist in anything else in life. You listening here, it's 1227. Perhaps you've just eaten your lunch, in which case, congratulations. You've narrowly escaped death. Or you're about to eat lunch, in which case, whew, sure you want to do that? I don't know if that's such a good idea. Quite a risk. And listen, if you're about to eat lunch and you're going in all cocky, thinking, oh, I haven't choked yet. I haven't choked and died yet. Well, it's coming. And you're saying, oh, well, look at that person over there. Just ate lunch and didn't choke to death. Well, you're willing to take that gamble? You willing to take that risk just just to eat food? (laughs) You're way better off blending it and giving yourself an IV just directly green smoothie in your veins. Although if it's in your veins, it doesn't taste like anything. So I don't know why you have to do a green smoothie in that that case. So you have a, uh, I'll tell you in 2019, step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 1.6 deaths from choking per 100,000 people. Every 100,000 people, 1.6 people died from choking. 1.6 deaths per 100,000. San Diego County, deaths from COVID in the last month, not 1.6. 0.07 per 100,000. Even last month, it was 0.18. So if I'm figuring this correctly, you're 10 times more likely to die from choking than you are from COVID right now. Is that right? Something like that. So you better watch out with that next bite of food. You just never know. There hasn't been a single instance, not a single instance of a vaccinated person getting the virus, not knowing they have it, and then spreading it to another person. It's never happened. We're paralyzed with fear over a thing that's never happened. We're going to talk later about the head of Boko Haram, the terrorist group in Nigeria. The head of Boko Haram is dead. We think he's dead. 
Are you walking around worried about Boko Haram? You maybe should be. You should be more more worried about being abducted by Boko Haram than dying from COVID, certainly post-vaccination. We've got to get our risk analysis in order, people. We've got to recalibrate it. We should do a whole segment on that, actually. I should get a risk. We should do a proper risk assessment of everything. We'll just write down all the things you could die from. Because I bet even pre-COVID, we were all screwed up about what, pro- what, what real risks are in our lives anyway. We should do a segment on that. That'd be smart. We'll do that next. Or we'll do that tomorrow, maybe. 858-522-5775. I just make this stuff up. It takes time to prepare this genius, brilliant analysis that you hear every single day. I can't just do it the next segment. 858-522-5. Give me a minute. Uh, I want to read this here from National Geographic. I don't think we have much more COVID stuff the rest of the day here, so we'll just knock this out, get this over. This is from uh, National Geographic. Some are suffering from what these two people dub COVID anxiety syndrome. It's characterized by coping behaviors that can keep people locked into a state of continuous anxiety and fear with people afraid to go out, avoiding people in public places, and worrying constantly about themselves or others contracting the virus. Symptoms mirror other conditions, including obsessive compulsive disorder and PTSD, and mimic the psychological consequences of living through war or disaster, both of which disrupt societies and bring great loss. After a year, these habits may be hard to shed. Those who are under financial pressure, lack social support, or have a history of mental health issues are at higher risk. Uh, Meanwhile, there's a continuum of mental health that runs from thriving to severe depression and anxiety. Some of us are stuck somewhere in the middle in some kind of psychological limbo, a state that this other psychologist characterizes languishing. Merriam-Webster defines languishing as to become, to be or become feeble, weak, to live in a state of depression or decreasing vitality or to become dispirited. That's what this last year has been. That's why it's so frustrating that the media and the power of the media, the influence of the media to frame Donald Trump as a terrible, horrible, horrible, evil, bumbling fool throughout this entire time. When he said multiple times, he's like, listen, I'm just trying to be a cheerleader of sorts here, right? We're just trying to keep everyone positive, keep people going. Like we're going to get out of this. We're going to do this. We're America. We're great. Right. And everyone in the media and everyone on the left had to take the opposite stance of no, we can't do it. We'll never get out of it. And Trump is like, hey, we're going to get a vaccine by the end of the year. Oh, it's outrageous. We'll never get a vaccine. Sure enough, vaccine December 11th. And we go on and on, right? But he's like, listen, I'm just trying to be a cheerleader. I think he used that word. I'm just trying to be the nation's cheerleader here. It's part of my job. It's part of my job of a leader. Like, let's keep the mentality up. And instead, we didn't, right? We fired that guy because he was so mean. And instead, we get this other guy. And just the entire general, like, just malaise one of, oh, we'll never get out of it. And now we're languishing to become feeble and weak, to live in a state of depression or decreasing vitality, and to become dispirited. That's our country right now. I guarantee if Trump were president, it wouldn't be that way because all this good news would be coming out. He'd be celebrating. It'd be wonderful. It'd be fantastic. We got the vaccines. We got 60, 70% of people vaccinated. No one's dying in Texas or anywhere else. Let's get going. 
literally like zero deaths in Texas. Let's get going. Let's have events again. Let's build. We're big. We're back. We're better than ever. And the economy would be humming again. And instead, everyone's just blue. What a shame. That's big picture. But even uh, on an individual level, the state of languishing, like that's not good. That's not good. Languishing? Who wants to be described as languishing? Oh, I saw a headline in The Onion. Uh, uh, I can never characterize it as funny as The Onion, obviously. And I don't know if it was. In, I don't know if it's on there now. Uh, it was something like, "Only appropriate answer to how are you is now hanging in there." <laughs> that's it. That's all. You, all you can do. Oh, here it is. Study. This is, this is better. Study. Hanging in there. Best one can now feel. <laughs> that's funny. Hanging in there. This is the best you can do. Hey, how you doing today? Hanging in there. Oh, it's great. Good for you. That's the best you can do. Hanging in there. Come on. We're better than that. We're better than hanging in there. We're not a hanging in there kind of country. Plus, hanging in there is not good for you. That's not a good psychological state to exist in. It's not good for your, obviously, mental health, and it's not good for your physical health either. Maybe I've been in California too long. I've become, I'm, I'm a little too crunchy. I'm a little more crunchy than I'd like to admit. But the, the focus should have been, last year, if we could do it all over again, would be, hey, everyone, we've got this disease going around, and it's, it's really hitting uh, older and unhealthy people. So if you're older, we're going to have to take these certain precautions, which is a major bummer. If you're unhealthy, hey, this is your opportunity, your real incentive to get healthy, not just to look better, but to actually not die. So let's eat healthy food, natural food, no processed food. Let's exercise more. Everybody, let's get outside more. Let's go for walks. Let's run those couple miles. Let's get nature more. Let's pray more. Praying will give you peace. Being scared all the time gives you massive amounts of the stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol is a very good thing if a bear is running after you. If there's a bear running after you, you need cortisol. If you don't have cortisol and a bear is running after you, you will not do the things you need to do to get away from the bear or to play dead in front of the bear. No one's quite sure what to do in front of a bear. Run away. Play dead. Run at it. Get bigger than the bear. I don't know. I have no clue. It'll be a crapshoot. If I ever encounter a bear, it's like, well, I'm going to try play dead. We'll see how this, this one goes. Ah, I guessed wrong. Cortisol is good for you, but you can't be living in it. If you get a slow, steady drip of cortisol, it'll kill you. Living in fear, living with high levels of cortisol weakens your immune system. You get COVID, you die. Get outside, get more vitamin D, get more sleep. Find more social engagement with friends, right? As opposed to lock it down. Don't touch anyone. Don't talk to anyone. Don't be near anyone. Instead, it needs to be go outside with people. Get outside. Have fun. Your body wants to be healthy. But we, this whole last year, we've been doing things and we've been hearing things from the media and everybody nonstop. We've been making ourselves languish, quite frankly. We've been making ourselves languishing politically, emotionally, 
physically, spiritually, can't even go to church last year, languish. We're just a, we're a state, we're in a, we're in a constant state of languishing, hanging in there. It's not good enough. Sorry to get all Tony Robbins. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get all like pumped up motivational speaker here. But come on, people. Get outside. Go for a hike. Be grateful. We've made ourselves languish. And then COVID came and exploited that weakness and vulnerability and languishing. Let me quote a little bit from uh, National Geographic. Reactive fear became chronic stress with our bodies still laden with cortisol and other stress hormones that are toxic to the brain, potentially inhibiting the production of the neurons, of new neurons and causing changes that triggered depression. In this state, the emotionally reactive amygdala outcompetes the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain charged with executive functions and decision-making. If, uh, this is some uh, psychiatrist and neuroscientist. If we can't deal with uncertainty, we start to spin out into anxiety. Think of anxiety as a fire. When we can't predict the future, we get anxious. So 2020 was gasoline being thrown on the fire. If we're prone to worry, we worry more, making us feel like we're in always in danger, revving up in a way that's harmful. Listen, it is... Um, it's actually pretty easy to make a habit. It's pretty easy to make a habit. And I mean, like, so you fall into habits easily. And then to break it, it's hard for about two weeks. Really, really hard to break your cravings or whatever for two weeks. But then it's easy to make another one, which is about two weeks. That's all it takes. That's actually pretty easy. It doesn't take you years to make a habit. It takes you two weeks to make a new habit. We've had 16 months of people in a habit. And the habit, unfortunately, has been stress and anxiety and fear and, and fear of the unknown. And it's going to take a while to get out of that mode. Some people will snap out of it. Some people will get out of it slowly. And some people will never get out of it. And that's, that's, a, that's a real shame that this could ruin people's lives like, like it has and will when it wasn't necessary at all. Gosh, it'd be so good to have a... Well, we do. I mean, Sweden's the case study too, right? But, but uh, my understanding with Sweden, and Sweden's kind of like this Rorschach test of whatever you want. Like, I don't know what Sweden did. I haven't been to Sweden. Right? I, I, I remember a year ago reading articles about Sweden doing this. Like, Sweden on, like, super tough lockdown. And then Sweden doesn't, didn't do anything at all. So, like, who knows what really happened in Sweden. But I wish we had a different case study of, in a parallel universe of a state like California doing the total opposite. Like even let's say Sweden was neutral and just did everything like they normally did. I want a state who was act proactive. I want a state that was like, Hey everyone, buy a bicycle, get a new pair of sneakers. Everyone's going for runs. Everyone's going for hikes. Get out there, lose some weight, fresh fruits and vegetables, eat healthy. It'll be awesome. Everyone let's do this and see how much healthier uh, people would be. Alas, all we have is a nation of fear. 858-522-5775. 858-522-5775. Hey, Sider Crusaders, download the iHeartRadio app. It's free, and uh, everything's there. 
but really, I say I say everything. I mean, listen, favorite stations, music, podcasts. We're there. What do you? And it's free. Just download it. iHeartRadio app. Uh, so people in uh, New York State, they have uh, they've just eliminated a test that would be teachers need to take in order to get certified. It's called the Academic Literary Literary Skills Test. The Academic Literary Skills Test. Uh, it's an exam designed to measure reading and writing ability and you used to have to pass it if you want to be a teacher and now you don't have to pass it anymore. Now why? Why did they get rid of that test? Because listen, I don't know, call me old fashioned, but I would want my kids teachers to be able to read and write properly. I would want them to not only pass the academic literary skills test, but get very high marks on the academic literary skills test. In fact, we should demand that they ace the academic literary skills test. They should have maximum, not like proficiency. What is proficiency? 60%? No, no, you should be absolute mastery on the academic literary skills test. But instead, they got rid of it completely. Why? Now, why do you think? You've been listening to this show long enough. Why did they get rid of the academic literary skills test for people who want to be teachers in New York State? Why did they get rid of it? Of course. It was racist. Everything's racist. Have you not been listening long enough to know that everything's racist? Everything is racist. The exam faced legal challenges after a low percentage of black and Hispanic students, and this is students, by the way. These are teachers. I mean, they're students in the sense that they're trying to become the teachers, but these are the would-be teachers, right? A low percentage of black and Hispanic teachers passed the test. Only 38% of aspiring black teachers and 46% of aspiring Hispanic teachers passed the test compared to 69% of their white peers. They've had a load of that. Even that's brutal. If you're, if you're a would-be teacher, how could you not pass? Now, could you not ace the academic literary skills test? So only 38% of aspiring black teachers passed it. 46% of aspiring Hispanic teachers. So they just got rid of it. So what does that mean? It means all those black teachers and Hispanic teachers are now teachers. I should say all those, those black and Hispanic would-be teachers who aren't because they are not smart now are. So, so it's one thing to lower the standards that we expect out of students. Oh, goodness, we've taken a step further. Now we're lowering the standards of what it takes to even be a teacher. This is wokeness in action, full display. This is equity in action. Here's a standardized test. By the way, standardized for a noble cause. Right? We want to make sure our teachers are good at teaching and no stuff. So here's a standardized test, but the outcomes are not uh, equitable. Therefore, the test is racist. And this will hurt minority kids the most, right? Those teachers who can't read or write properly. What school are they going to go teach at? You think they're going to go teach at La Jolla Country Day? Oh, La Jolla Country Day, they pride themselves on equity, don't they? At La Jolla Country Day. Dignity. Oh, you know what they should do, La Jolla Country Day? Why don't you go ahead and go hire some of those 38% of aspiring black teachers who failed the, the test? Go hire them. They can't get, they couldn't, they're going to have difficulty getting jobs anywhere else, right? You might as well hire them yourselves. You think these teachers are going to go to the rich white schools? Not a chance. This is another policy that both the Klan and Black Lives Matter both support. 
Thanks, Slater. Spread the word. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.